Hello, and welcome to the Bible for Breakfast podcast. My name is Nick. I am just a person who believes that Jesus has the answer to all the things wrong in my life. And the Bible is a way for us to learn about him and know how he is the answer to a full and abundant life. That is the purpose of this podcast and why I want to start our day with the reading and thinking about scripture. Today, we are reading 1 John chapter 3. See how great a love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. For this cause the world doesn't know us, because it didn't know Him. Beloved, know we are children of God. It is not yet revealed what we will be, but we know that when He is revealed, we will be like Him. For we will see Him just as He is. Everyone who has this hope set on him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin also commits lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away our sins, and no sin is in him. Whoever remains in him doesn't sin. Whoever sins hasn't seen him and doesn't know him. Little children, let no one lead you astray. He who does righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. To this end, the Son of God was revealed, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever is born of God doesn't commit sin, because his seed remains in him. He can't sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are revealed, and the children of the devil. Whoever doesn't do righteousness is not of God. Neither is he who doesn't love his brother. For this is the message which you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and killed his brother, why did he kill him? Because his deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Don't be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. He who doesn't love his brother remains in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life remaining in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, then closes his heart of compassion against him, how does God's love remain in him? My little children, let's not love in word only, or with the tongue only but in deed and truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and persuade our hearts before him. Because if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have boldness towards God. So whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, even as he commanded. He who keeps his commandments remains in him, and he in him. By this we know that he remains in us, by the Spirit which he gave us.
So a few questions I have after reading this uh, chapter three and a few things I want to point out here um, really kind of starts out almost right away where we talk about in verse two and verse three, where basically it says that, you know, we don't know yet who we will be or what we will be, but we know that when he is revealed, we will be like him. And a question that kind of just came right to my mind as I was reading this is, do I see God? And do I see Jesus, Yeshua, do I see him for who he is? Do I see Jesus for who he is? And then the question is, who is Jesus? Who is, who is he that I can see him for who he is? And that becomes very um, difficult for us to do on our end. And that's one of the reasons why we studied the word, so we can finally see Jesus for who he is. And all the things, all the preconceived notions, everything that we have added to this because of our own thought process, because of our own past, gets stripped away. So the question I want to ask you that I would be good for you to think about throughout the day is, who is Jesus? And is that who the Bible says he is? Is that who he said he was as being God's son? What does that even mean? Because if we have that hope of being like him, of seeing Jesus for who he is, then we are going to be purified in that because all of our deeds, all of our actions are going to go towards trying to see God for who he is. And then we're talking about again in verse 7 about how to not let anyone lead us astray. Um, and the idea is to think simply on who do you follow is a simple calculation. You want to follow those who are righteous. Well, how do you know if someone's righteous? Well, if they do righteousness, if they do righteous deeds, then they are righteous. If they sin, they are not righteous. So the idea is when you're trying to find a teacher, a pastor, uh, someone that you can look up to, a mentor, do they do the righteous things to get where you want to be, where God has called you to be, that speaks to your spirit, that's, that aligns with what God says? If they do righteous things, then they are righteous, and therefore they should be, you should be able to look up to them and should be able to start imitating them who through faith inherited the promise. And then we go into verse 3 about hearing the message. And the message of Jesus, or the message that they heard from the beginning, is that we should love one another. It says that God is love. And that as we love one another, that we're going to become closer to being who God is and who God wants us to be. That this love is not a love that is a very passive, that we use in our culture today, in our Western American culture, but it is a love that is going to help people move from where they are to where they want to be or should be or can be. The great thing about Jesus' love is that he allows us to have the consequences for our actions. So if we do righteous things, we become righteous we have the blessing of God in our lives. If we do sinful things and we live in lawlessness, 
then we have the fear that not having a law provides. And it's funny because we talk about sin being lawless. The idea of not having laws set up. A lot of times in America, we talk about freedom. We want everything to be free. And we want to have freedom from the government, freedom to be able to, to worship God the way we want to. Be able, we want all this freedom. But freedom can only come when there are laws. Freedom doesn't come when there's a stripping away of laws. Now, the laws can be explicit, written down. They are written down. These are the laws. Or they can be implicit, laws that we put in ourselves to live by. When Jesus, or when the Lord established the children of Israel, the kingdom of Israel, there were laws that he had set apart that were explicit. These are things that you have to do. You have to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. These were the laws that were everyone could know and wrap their head around. And it was very clear that with these laws, these are things that you have to do to be able to be considered a children of God, a country that follows after God. But when Jesus came and died, he said he came to fulfill the law. He came to not do away with it, but to fulfill it. And then there are certain things that are no longer imposed on us. Some of the eating restrictions as Christians are not imposed on us. Um, the fact that Christians don't have to necessarily be circumcised. The fact that Christians don't have to follow the Judaism to be part of God's family is what we believe, is what I believe at least. But when we do that, the law now becomes explicit to implicit. It becomes the relationship that I have with Jesus and what he has put on my heart. And so what might be, let's say, smoking or drinking for myself, let's say, might be wrong. Let's assume that God does not want me to do. And it's a boundary or a law that I've wrapped around me. It might not be something that was revealed to somebody else about drinking or smoking or you can fill that blank in. And the idea is, is that as we move closer to God, these implicit laws take more and more control of our lives. And that just allows us to be able to walk in harmony, walk in step with the Spirit. And so with this, and by knowing this, we know that we have passed out of death and into life because we love our brothers and because we have that implicit law of our hearts we can love them for where they're at and help them see more of God's love. We can help those that are in need. And we help those in need by help being like God, allowing them to, one, face the consequences that they're in, but also helping them find their way out. So if someone is in need, it's not just about praying for them and saying, be warm. But if you can do something, do something to help them. If you know that they are financially strapped, offer, say, hey, I can help you work on your finances so you can be better. Um, the church is meant to be, the more I'm reading this, I see that the church is meant to be a way for people to become who they're supposed to be in Christ. And we it happens by us mentoring each other in our strengths and being mentored by somebody else in our weakness. And we are constantly able to learn from each other so we can better walk in step with each other and with the Spirit and with God's love in us. So that God's love can remain in us and we can keep compassion in our hearts and we can stay connected to each other. By staying this connection, we can love one another even more dearly. And as someone else comes in, 
who is completely outside of our group or inside of our social circle, that's okay. Because what we're going to do is we are going to invite them in, learn from them what we can learn from them, and allow them to learn from us what they can learn from us. And we can offer help in the ways that they are asking for help or they need help in, that they are open and willing to do all of that. So I just want to leave you before we go into prayer with verse 23. This is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, even as he commanded. He who keeps his commandments remains in him. And by this, we know that he remains in us by the spirit which he gave us. Let's pray. Dear Yahweh, thank you for your word. Let it continue to work in our lives. Let all the earth praise your name, for your name is exalted. Your glory is above the earth and the heavens. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.